This is not a political thing. This is a real life situation that affects every kind of walk of life here in Del Rio. Hey, that's the mayor down at Del Rio. Bruno Lozano, good morning. It is 507 Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. There's Don. Hi, Ware. There. <laughs> There's Chris. They're doing their way. Oh, here's Elaine. And we got the phones on for you. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Okay, so Jen Saki lost her stuff yesterday about the guys on the horses down in the river. Um, God, I hate having to try to educate so many people every day. But otherwise, the ignorance abounds and she's got to be one of the dumbest people i've ever known man i tell you she's just dumb as a box of rocks and nothing to do with her gender or red hair she's just dumb you know dumb people come in all shapes and sizes colors and everything else she's just dumb all right so um she's obviously i don't know somebody in the white house press room should have asked her you ever rode a uh, cutting horse before jen you know what you do with the reins on a cutting horse right okay they were not snapping whips at any of those Haitians in the water. They were not snapping their reins at any of the Haitians in the water. They're working a cutting horse in the water. Something that has been used and done since 1924. We had a 20-year period between 59 and 79 when we weren't using cutting horses down there. But from 1924, with the exception of that period there, we've been using cutting horses in the water. Why? Because those guys that are coming are really, really good at evading human beings, right? How do they do it? Well, they enti- they, they bum-rush an area. They, they toss a whole bunch of people in one spot, and here they come. And, and we've only got two or three agents that are able to do it. But with a cutting horse, you can get back and forth pretty quick and force them to hold their line back, to push their line back, which is exactly what these guys were doing. They did nothing wrong. They violated nothing. They were using the reins. When they were twirling the reins, they are using the reins back and forth on a cutting horse. Uh, those of us in Texas understand that. Washington liberal dumbasses don't. Okay? There we go. Now, you can say what you want to about it. 210-599-5555. You've probably seen the video. Uh, John, go ahead. You're on. I just got off the phone with Senator Cruz's um, office and Senator Cornyn's office about that uh, very video uh-huh. of the horseman. Right. And uh, they're, luckily their phone banks are full, so I couldn't leave a message. Okay. Uh, but I, I, um, it's just outrageous what they're saying. But I said they ought to give the guy an award for trying to do something about it instead of yeah. sitting on their hands. Right. He could have just sat there. Absolutely right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Could have just sat there. But no, they, they were doing their job. And again, it's been used since 1924. You know, so um, Jen doesn't have a problem with, with uh, what, what are you writing up here? Babies abandoned in the weeds? Yeah. I mean, she's okay with the babies abandoned in the weeds there with a, with a note tied around their neck. Jen doesn't say anything about that. But if we're using a cutting horse to keep people from getting into the country illegally, oh, my God, they're hitting them with whips. <sighs> Obviously, she's never seen a whip. Obviously, she's never been on a horse. Obviously, she's never done anything with reins in her hands before. Or maybe she's just lying. Maybe she's done all the above on a good Friday night. I don't know. Ron DeSantis and 25 Republican governors are demanding southern border crisis meeting with Joe Biden. In a letter to El Presidente, a crisis that began at our southern border now extends beyond to every state and requires immediate action before the situation worsens. And the guys who signed the letter included Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor uh, Doug Ducey. And the reason that these guys are signing off on the letter is because their states are the ones that are affected the most because Biden is depositing these folks, along with the Afghans, in red and or swing states. They went on to say in their letter, our Constitution requires that the president must faithfully execute the immigration laws passed by Congress. Not only has the federal government created the crisis, it has left our status, our states to deal with challenges that only the federal government has a duty to solve. Also, border apprehensions, just so you'll know, they've increased nearly 500% in the past couple of months. 9,700 illegal immigrant apprehensions with previous criminal records we're talking the worst of the worst we're talking murderers and rapists and child sex offenders 
Fentanyl has re, uh, reco- they have recovered more by law enforcement this year than the last three years combined. The amount of fentanyl and that's killing young Americans. In fact, this year alone, one hundred thousand young Americans have died from fentanyl deaths. But hey, not a big deal according to Joe. Joe's riding his bike. Now, here's something that's very interesting. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take your calls after the break. 210-599-5555. As we've told you, the uh, people who are coming across the border are bringing in COVID, TB, and other diseases as well. We're going to talk about the other diseases. But let's, let's primarily talk about COVID for just a second. Because the Nazis in the United States who run our government here, are in this big push to make sure that you're vaccinated against your will, to make sure you're tested against your will. By the way, I'm vax, I'm max vax, baby, okay? So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm pro-freedom. But they are down, uh, bound and determined to make sure that your freedoms and your ability to choose are absolutely violated. I think people ought to be vaccinated, but it's your choice to be vaccinated. But it's not as far as the government is concerned. So either you get vaccinated or you lose your job. And by the way, your kids have to wear a mask while they're in school eight hours a day. And if you've got a two-year-old asthmatic child, when you get on the airplane, your two-year-old asthmatic child has to wear a mask too. Even if they're screaming, they're going to land the airplane. We had that happen last week, right? So, Jen Psaki was asked yesterday by Peter Ducey, the only guy with the guts and the cojones in Washington, to ask her an honest question. Hey, these illegals that are coming across the border, are you asking them for proof of vaccination before they come across the border? Because here's the deal. Joe just made it a deal yesterday where if you fly into the country, you've got to show proof of vaccination. So Ducey asks, okay, so people who are flying in, they got to show proof of vaccination. But people who are walking across at the border, do they have to show proof of vaccination? And Saki said, well, no, of course they don't. We don't ask them for that because they're not going to stay here. They're not intending to stay for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing, she said. So she's saying they're not going to stay for an extended period of time. Well, what we know is a certain number of them, those that could actually contribute to American society, young, strong men, are being sent back to Haiti or God knows where else. Right? It's the infirm, the sick, Women and children that are being brought into the United States creating a welfare class like we've never seen before. It's it's Marxism. It's communism. It's what we do. That's how you get to a Marxist state. All of this is getting you to a communist country. So she said that yesterday. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. Well, guys, listen. Listen. I know it's early. You just got your out on the mandate. You just got it from the White House. When you show up at work and your boss says to you, have you been vaccinated? You say to your boss, I'm not intending to stay here a long period of time. I'm going to be here eight hours. I'm going to leave. You think I'm going to live here? I'm not moving in, boss. I'm going to stay here for eight hours today, and then I'm going home. That's your answer. I'm not intending to stay any length of time, only eight hours. I'm going to put my eight in, I'm going to leave. That's what you tell the boss. Same thing is true when you go to a restaurant. And it's not happening here in Texas because they're not supposed to do it in Texas. But when you go to a restaurant, say in New York, you guys living in New York listening, when you go to a restaurant and they say, show us your vax card, your proof of vaccination before we let you in the restaurant, you say to them, look, I'm not intending to stay here a long period of time. I'm just coming in to eat real quick, and I won't leave. That's what you do. Jen gave you the out. I don't intend on living here at Church's Fried Chicken. I'm just coming by for a breast and a thigh. (laughs) That's it. 
I'm just rolling in and rolling out. I'm not staying. <laughs> you know? The faster you can get to me here at the table, the faster I leave. And that's what you tell your boss. When your boss demands that you be vaccinated because Joe Biden said you have to be vaccinated in order to work here, just tell him, like Jen said, I'm only going to hang out for about eight hours today, and I'm going to go home. I'm not moving into a cot. I'm not going to lay up. I'm not going to sleep in my office, all right? I'm only going to be here a little while. And, in fact, what you ought to do is use her exact words. I don't intend to stay here for a lengthy period of time. <laughs> I'm only going to be here a little bit, do my job, and I'm getting out of here. 210-599-55. Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, and certainly, I don't have additional context. April, I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was acceptable or appropriate. Sure it is. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Why don't you call me, Jen? I'll talk to you about it. I'll school you. I'll school you on cutting horses if you want to talk about it a little bit. But see, the thing is, you don't want to talk about it. You just want another distraction from the fact that you guys killed kiddos in Afghanistan unnecessarily. Didn't have to be done. But for a political point, you guys in that administration were trying to make. You wiped children off the planet. See, I'm not going to let you forget that. I'm not, I, that's the thing. We can talk about the border. I, you know, I can walk and chew gum at the same time and rub my belly and pat my head. I can do it. What? You're nodding at me. like You remember having to do that in school, don't you, where you had to pat your head and rub your belly and, and turn it back around and do it the other way around, right? You remember that? It's something I'd rather forget. But... Come on. <laughs> Look, Chris is doing it right now. We can, we can do it. Chris, can you chew gum while you're doing that, too? And can you dance? See? We, it can be done. Actually, I, I can only I dance <laughs> You're much You're my better. entertainment monkey in there. I love that. Right. Don't throw any poo at me now. Go ahead. I actually dance better when I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not very good to begin you with. You are proof that white guys can't dance. Right, unless I'm doing that. <laughs> then, after four Dos right. and that, psh, watch me go, baby. Just four? Yeah, no. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, that's a good warm up, yeah, right there. Just get loose. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, she called me about that. Anyway, um, she they they again yesterday haven't said anything about the drone strike that killed the children, that killed the daddy that was taking water to the children. Joe Biden has still not addressed it whatsoever. Of course, he was busy riding his bike. You know, any time they don't want him to talk, isn't it amazing how they build that wall? There was a great story on Fox the other day about that, building the wall. Uh, people inside the administration are now starting to talk about how they work really hard to build a wall between him, between Biden and the, uh, and the people so that, and, and, the, and the media so that when they don't want him to talk, they've got a wall erected like, hey, hey boss, why don't you go out and ride the bike a little while? Riding the bike is the modern-day equivalent to calling a lid. They, they just used to call a lid, right? But then people started to complain about, why are you calling a lid at 9.30 in the morning? So now, well, he's just getting some exercise. You know, he's the president. He's got to get some exercise. So he's ride the ride, ride bike. Um, so he refuses to address the fact that his administration committed murder and killed these kids. Jen Psaki did address it yesterday, and she pulled a page right out of Joe's book. You're going to love this if you didn't hear it. Well, Joe understands the loss of family members. I mean, after all, Joe's lost his family members. You know, started with his daughter, started with his first wife. But it was the one, it was Bo that really got him. And uh, that one hit him hard. So... If anybody understands the loss of loved ones, it's Joe. Because remember, Joe lost Bo, and that's a that's a heck of a loss. So, yeah, Joe understands losing family members. Uh, I'm pretty much fed up with the Bo thing. Okay, uh, I've been nice all along the way, and I've said, well, yeah. I get it, too, and blah, blah. Today would have been my son's 36th birthday, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I get it, too. But to continually use it in a political manner is sickening. Joe, you have a disease, man. You have a real bad disease. 
Well, probably, probably any number of them. You're a horrible human being to to equip make any kind of equivocation between your son coming down with cancer and dying a death from cancer, which is bad enough, man. I agree, that's bad. You're making an equivocation between that and guys that you blew up with a rocket. Just like you made an equivocation between the 13 who you got killed in Afghanistan because of your hubris and your terrible decision-making, you got them killed in Afghanistan, and you made an equivocation between those two. Now you're making an equivocation between a dad and seven children that that basically your administration blew up because you had to make a political point. And the death of your own son, man, you got a disease, dude. You got a real problem you need to deal with real problem and it's a psychological in your head deal man you need you, there is no equivocation bro there is none whatsoever so gabby petito she's going to have there's going to be the uh, uh autopsy that's going to be done today i got an interesting question about this laundry guy and i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this story i told you yesterday i'm done with it until there's something new <laughs> But there is something a little bit that's been uh, rumbling around in my noggin. We'll do that. 7-1 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. As individuals come across the border, uh-huh. uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. Yeah. That is our process. Right. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same here? thing. The it's not the same thing. I just love how he gets out of her skin, man. It re- Everybody else is asking the questions that she wrote for them to ask. Peter's got his own. Peter Ducey from Fox, man. He's got his own questions, you know. But what's her name? Rachel, April, all the rest of them, they all ask the questions that, that she writes for them. And so, you know, she just bats them out. You know, bye, 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 bye. She got the answers all done. And then here comes Peter. Ah. <laughs> So he asked her yesterday, hey, by the way, good morning, 536, Trey Ware, KTSA, Don, Chris, Elaine, boom. And you at 210-599-5555. So yesterday, Ducey said, okay, so uh, people's flying into the country, you're going to make sure they're vaxxed. That was the new rule from Biden yesterday. Hey, they got to be vaxxed. It wasn't from Biden. You're having a commie cabal that runs the country around him. There's a commie cabal around him. Anyway, so um, Peter Ducey says, do they, are you asking down at the border if these guys are vaxxed? Well, no, but they're not intending to stay here any length of time. They're not. They're not going to stay here any length of time, okay? Okay. So that's what you say to El Jefe. You say that to the boss when you walk in. You say to the boss this morning, if he says, hey, you got that vaccine, hey, you get vaccinated yet? You say, no, I'm not going to stay here a long period of time. I'm only going to stay here for seven or eight hours. I'm going to go to the house. So I'm not moving in, boss. There's the answer. The answer. So what's on your mind today, uh, Don? You got anything special other than how great the Austin airport is because you were there till late last night? Right. But, you know, I mentioned it last week because, once again, the mayor had his butt handed to him. By the Austin airport, this is a frequent thing that happens now. Mm-hmm. Our mayor did that. Uh, he's losing out to Austin in so many ways. Southwest moved in a bunch of new nonstops, and any business person will tell you that's what they need more of is more nonstops. But they're all right. going to Austin, man. Right. That's where they're going, and that's why you know when my son, I was there because my son was flying back from from North. Carolina. Smart boy went right. to went to the Tennessee race. Went to yeah, Bristol. Went to Bristol. Yeah, baby, smart yeah, boy. You and my son have a lot in common you as bet. far as uh, liking those fast cars. We're going to get together and talk about that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but uh, he when we were looking at flights uh, back in April, I mm-hmm. think it was. Um, you know, he found there, there were more of them to and from Austin there than, are. than here. There are. Uh, you know, and we kind of live. You know, there's it's. Kind of almost in between. You are Austin there, and San Antonio. So it's right, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, he went there. Uh, just chose it was it was there were more flights. They were less expensive. Yep. I think he saved about seventy five, a hundred bucks. And um, many times it's direct. Now this wasn't, but no, his particular one right. wasn't. But many times there are there are non stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when we go to Disney, uh, we ran out there for I think it was uh, what was the past holiday Labor Day weekend, and we took the girls out there real quick because there was a show that Nancy needed to see. 
And so let's take the girls. We'll run out there for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came back off peak time. It was Labor Day morning at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock when the plane landed. Right. So 35 had no cars on it. We just cruised right down I-35. We made it. Now, you know, Friday afternoon trying to get in and out in Austin, forget about it, right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. 35 is right. a mess. But even getting to Bergstrom Air Force Base, or <laughs> i tell you how old I am. <laughs> it used to be Bergstrom Air Force Base. That's right. Yeah. But to get to Bergstrom, uh, you just go out 130 and pay a little toll man and drive 90 miles an hour and you're there you're there in no time at all it's right there off yeah. of 130 so right. you know it, it's it, it's smart thing to do uh but what time did you get home about 10 30 11 o'clock uh, 10 30 last night so you're in a coma this morning kind of yeah, yeah. i feel you I feel your if you pain. got anything that could help let me know um, <laughs> if you say vicks vapor bro <laughs> oh coffee yeah okay. <laughs> maybe I thought, you were, I thought you were reaching for the Vicks Vapor Room. It seems to be your cure-all here. No, this right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Hot black Americano coffee, baby. You know, I've uh, never been a coffee drinker. That's weird. Yeah. How have you survived all these years? I don't know. I've been waking up this early for 32 years. I know you years, have. And it's, I I've know. I've never really been a coffee drinker. Really? Yeah. It's a deal, man. I, I, I drink a lot of water, so I have to run to the men's room all the time. Well, that seems to keep me awake. I do that, too. I do that, too. There's pictures on me, of me on my Facebook page at 2. In the men's drinking. room? No, well, it's probably oh, those, right, too. Yeah. But at two years old, drinking coffee with my dad, working yeah, on I've his seen race that car. Picture, it's true, it's too. Funny, yeah. Somebody commented on there, well, is, but that's mostly milk, right? And my brother commented and said, no, nope. not in the warehouse. Nope. That's coffee. Right. And milk didn't get any. Even my mama didn't put anything in her coffee. No. No. Yeah, my dad was like that. Yeah. Straight, Straight up. up. Yeah. But he was. My dad got out of the military. Yeah. Um, you know, as often happens with people who had been in the military for a while, you kind of look for your place. Sure. And look for something to do. So he became a truck driver. There you go. For, for about a year and a half, two years. And on occasion, he would take me with him um, if I had school vacations mm-hmm. or you know, during the summer or the, the February, week off in February or whatever. And quick trips on weekends, I'd go with him. And we were somewhere in, I think it was Massachusetts and uh, at a truck stop, and, and he was getting this large cup of coffee. Uh-huh. And somebody said, well, aren't you going to? And I'm like 11 years old at the time. Aren't you going to have some coffee? Sure. Well? I'm like, well, okay. And I looked at my father. I'm like, can I have some? Sure, go ahead. You know, tough guy. <laughs> you know, when you're 11, you can take on the world, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I get this large cup of coffee like my father has, and I loaded it. It was basically syrup by the time I was done with sure. it. Sure. You know? And uh, we get in the truck. And I had the whole thing gone within probably half an hour. Uh oh! <laughs> All the way to Camden, New Jersey, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> like, shut up! Yeah, you're driving me nuts. No more coffee for you. He didn't have to stop several times along the way to one and two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, I was cutting into his bottom line. That's right. No exactly. more coffee. For no you. more coffee for you. Damn. I got to stop every five minutes to put you in the back. Did you see that post I put up about uh, Justin's birthday? I did. The Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I spent That's a lot of- tomorrow, right? Today. Today, right. Okay. Today, yeah. Thought, the 21st. I thought, I thought today was Wednesday. Yeah. No, it's today. It's today. It's 21st. And uh, yeah. he, 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 what's amazing about that is Stevie did that video the very day Justin was born, 21st of 1985. Right. And, uh, and so I went through the whole thing and kind of just broke the whole. It's an amazing video with a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Another as, very famous guitar change. As is often the case with him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I broke it all down in this uh, post that I put up on my Facebook page and the video. The video is like 10 minutes, but it's worth every every minute of the 10 yeah, to watch the entire thing all the way through. Minute, right. That was the day your son was born. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, 9-21-1985. Yeah. September 21st, 1985. Little, little gift for you from both of them. Boy, I'm telling you, it's the weirdest yeah. thing. It, that's exactly what it was. Because we've, like, talk, we've talked too? about that before, I think. Right. You know, and uh, right? we discussed of the coincidence of it all. It's just amazing yeah. that it was on that day that he cut that song, and the song is called Life Without You, right. was to a friend named Charlie Wurz who made one of his guitars. Charlie made several of his guitars, but one of them that he plays in that song. And uh, Charlie passed away unexpectedly. Right. So Stevie wrote a song to Charlie, mm-hmm. Life Without You, and this is what I'm going through, my life without you. So it's really incredible. So anyway, it's I put it up on my Facebook page. Well, that, was, that was Justin's favorite guy. Oh my Stevie gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah, for everything. And <laughs> I, I watch Stevie on video, and I say, "Wow, 
that's my kid, you know? Yeah. Wow, I see him on the stage, you know? That's great. So anyway, okay, quick break. When we come back, you know, I'm, I'm going to share this real quick before the break. I want to share this with you because the whole Gabby Petito thing is going on, right? And the autopsy is today. And we talked about this briefly yesterday, and I'm only going to do this a half a second, and I'll take a break and take your calls at 210-599-5555. So you know the whole story about him being the, the guy, this uh, laundry guy, and uh, him being there and then back here and then he disappears and all that and we went over kind of the timeline of that yesterday how apparently according to some people he or or the feeling was that the police had he had been at his parents house until last tuesday a week ago today right and then he went to this reserve, preserve, this place that's infested with alligators down the road a bit. And then his parents, two days later, go pick up the Mustang and bring it back. And then a day after that, then they finally call the cops to say he's not there. Right? What if he never was? What if he never was at his parents' house? What if he wasn't there until Tuesday? And then what if he didn't go to the preserve where the alligators are? What if maybe he's been out doing other stuff ever since he came back from being wherever he was with Gabby the last? The last. See, the thing is, nobody. there's no proof from anybody at all that he was at his parents' house. The cops didn't see him there. The media didn't see him there. And think about it. With all the trucks, the media trucks that were lined up outside of the parents' house, how in the world was he going to leave in that Mustang any time of the day or night because those satellite trucks are there 24 hours? They're there, but somehow he slips out and makes it to this preserve full of alligators in, in the car? Something doesn't seem right about that, and that's just kind of what I'm thinking is that maybe he was never there in the first place, that all of that was a smoke screen to throw folks off while he's been wherever he is. I mean, one one girl said she saw him in, in southern Alabama walking along. Others said they saw him over here in Carolina or whatever. You know, it's going to be like the Elvis thing, going to be sighted all over the place now for a while, right? I mean, he could be in Mexico. He could be in Germany. He could be anywhere at this point. Who knows? Who knows? And the southern border's wide open, so it goes two ways. Who knows? But... They've been camped out on this idea that he was there and then left. Well, it would have been really hard for him to have left with all those satellite trucks out there. So maybe he was never there. And this is just a something that they're trying to throw the authorities off with. But I'm going to tell you right now, the authorities are messing with him. The FBI is, is getting all up in his head with the stuff they're putting out. Did you see the new text deal that the parents had received this odd text about Stan her grandfather, and that she had never called her grandfather Stan before, and they're thinking that might be a call for help, you know? Hey, would you, I think the text said something like, hey, would you help Stan out? Stan keeps sending me all these texts and phone calls. And, and, and her mom said she never called her grandfather Stan. She never did that. So it was a cry for help. So they're they're putting out messages that we're on to you, big boy. And eventually you can run for as long as you think you can, but you're not going to be able to hide. The entire world has is, is got eyes out for you, man. So one of these days you're going to stumble into a hamburger joint, fried chicken place or something, and somebody's going to go, he's here. It'll happen. So if you happen to be you know passing through Texas and you're hearing this right now, you might as well turn yourself in, come clean with whatever it is. Because eventually you're going to be found. Eventually. Uh, and, and Jesse Waters said it right yesterday when they were talking about this. He said, I hope he's not dead because her family deserves answers. And I, I agree with that. All right, quick break. Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Okay, Michelle, go for it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. 
Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Del Rio Mayor Bruno Lozano says officials are trying to move the asylum seekers into better conditions. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is requesting a federal emergency declaration in response to the rush of migrants. Well, and a story came out overnight as well that the Texas Border Patrol has found a hotel room packed with illegals uh, suspected in human smuggling operation. That's not really breaking news, to tell you the truth, because there's a lot of hotels up and down the border that serve as stash houses. Not that the hotel knows that. I'm not saying that they're involved in any shape, form, or fashion. But you got to keep in mind, the guys who are in this human smuggling business, they make a lot of money off these people that they are smuggling in here. They have a lot of money, so they can rent these hotel rooms out, man. And they do it left and right, day in and day out. Uh, and, and they serve as a stash house. And a lot of the ranches between here and the border service stash houses as well. The ranchers don't know it because a lot of times they don't occupy it full time. Uh, for those who don't occupy full time, and uh, and and the the illegals are dropped off on their piece of property on their ranch, and there is a coordinated time, date, and all that kind of stuff for those guys to be picked up and be trafficked all over the United States, primarily brought through San Antonio, because remember we're the crossroads. That's why we have a mall named that. You know, we're the crossroads right here. So they bring them here. They bring the fentanyl here. And Joe Biden couldn't give two spits about any of this stuff. He does not care. This is what you do when you are creating a socialist country. You have to bring it as as Trump said yesterday. What what did Trump call it? Cesspool. That's basically what you have to transform your country into. You have to bring in a bunch of people that will go on government welfare forever. That's what socialism is. It's not in the American spirit by definition. For those of us who are still around, now future generations have much more of that reliance on government than we do. But as long as we're alive, they can't make that transformation happen because we believe in work. We believe in in an honest day's pay for an honest day's work and all that kind of stuff. We were raised that way. Now, our generations are dying off and being replaced by people that are more into the whole socialism model. But they're accelerating that right now while they have a guy who basically is checked out psychologically, cognitively checked out, and they've got a, a commie cabal around him that's running the show. So what they're doing is they're importing people that will be on government welfare, and in future generations they will be on government welfare. It is the Marxism model. Read Marx. These guys did, and they're implementing his ESA Morning News with Trey Ware. Awesome talk in the morning. Now on FM 1071. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration? Absolutely, and she has been addressing the root causes of migration by working with countries in the region to ensure they have the assistance they need to reduce the number of people who are coming uh, and trying to make those journeys across the border. We've actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. That doesn't change the fact that this is a very challenging situation in Del Rio. Okay, 605-550-KTSA-FM-1071, Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Welcome to Tuesday. It's September 21st, 2021. I'm Trey. There's Don. There's Chris. There's Elaine. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So the border stuff, there's no surprise to any of this. I mean, they're, they're kind of acting like this is new. What? Huh? There's no surprise. There's nothing new. This has been going on. This is the way it has been. Uh, this is the, when, when Joe, on, on January 20th, when Joe rescinded the whole stay in Mexico order and upended all of Trump's policies down along the border, well, that was a signal because you remember during the, the, the whole, as he was running for president, what did he raise his hand and say to the world? Come here, I'm going to give you free health care. And since that time, he had been saying, come here, you get housing. Come here, you get kids get education. You get a great life here in the United States. So let you and I chit-chat about this a minute at 210-599-5555, okay? Because Donald Trump has been out the past couple of days talking about how we're lowering the standard of living in the United States the more people from these particular countries that we are importing into our country. And the fact of the matter is, that's not a mistake. That's by design. I think at one point uh, Trump said we're turning America into a cesspool. 
it, it's not like we're going and encouraging the best and the brightest that the world has to offer to come here and contribute to the United States. We once did that. That was our immigration policy at one time. We want you to come. We want you to come, and we want you to contribute to build this nation into something really great. And immigrants did, man. They came, and they they opened shops. And many came that were highly educated and wanted to work, and they wanted freedom to work. They wanted freedom to worship God, which isn't in any other country on the, on the planet where you've got th- these kinds of freedoms. That's why people die to come here, right? And, uh, and, and so in, in the 60s, when, they, when the Democrat Party decided in the 60s that they wanted to be the party of Marxism and change America to a communist country in, in, in the likes of a Soviet Union and a, a China, when they decided they were going to do that, they decided to change the entire modus operandi of who they wanted to bring in here. And instead of encouraging people to come here that had qualifications who could and wanted to contribute to the United States, now they wanted to bring in nothing but people who were going to, number one, suck off the American people and the American taxpayer and be on welfare and be a, a, an entire nation of dependence. That's what they wanted. The Democrat Party wanted that because you have to have that. Marx is explicit in that in his writings. You have to have that. You have to lower the entire standards of what you expect if you're going to have that dependence class. So and instead of doing it with your own people, you import people to do that. That's the whole Valerie Jarrett and Barack Obama model, man. I, that's why I see their fingerprints on all this. Uh, they're hurrying along by importing the uh, dependents, not independents, the dependents. So that's what we're doing right now. And uh, it's working famously for them. Now, Trump got it stopped. But Joe Biden opened it right back up. And when I say Joe Biden, I mean the communist cabal that, that's actually running the country around him. Open it right back up to a greater degree than this country has ever, ever seen in the history of our country. Now we know that we're also importing all kinds of diseases. Now, you and I live under certain restrictions. Our children have to wear a diaper on their face eight hours a day when they go to school. None of these people do. Why? Why? Do they, do they have COVID that doesn't spread? Are you kidding me? Of course they're spreading COVID all over the joint. Of course a lot of this, this, this Delta variant spike has come from those that have come into the country illegally. Of course it has. Absolutely it has, 100%. But we don't have the same requirements today that we used to have because the Democrat Party made a decision that they weren't going to import people into this country that wanted to contribute. They were going to import uh, an entire nation of dependents, and that's what they've done. Sylvester, fire away. You're on the air. Yeah, first of all, good morning. Two things, Trey. First off, I've had my differences with the law, but I do really want to uphold the Border Patrol for what they were doing yesterday. I think they're really protecting our country. Next is, I do believe what you're saying. I, all those, all that filmage all, on the TV and stuff, I don't see any. All I see is children and grown adult men trying to cross the border. What are they going to bring to this country? Huh? What are they going to bring? They're going to bring nothing but higher, uh, higher taxes and depleting my city, my state government, of all the resources that I've worked my butt off to put in there. That way I could have it when I, when I need it. That's all i got to say. Thank you. Great job, Sylvester. Thank you. Evan, go ahead. You're on. You know, it's actually uh, ridiculous that I just heard. Um, you know, we have a state that's been run mostly by Republicans, and you were talking about the creation of a dependent state. Um, I say Republicans. Um, have had a greater hand than Joe Biden and uh, President Obama and the Democrats have had. When we have a state where we mismanage our funds and it's laughable to request a federal declaration of assistance when we've been refusing that federal assistance in the form of health care. What do they do to mismanage funds? They've not provided uh, proper health care to its citizens, um, invested in Stop, 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 Evan, stop, hold on, stop, hang on, Evan, hold on, Evan, 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 hold on a minute, put down the talking points for a second, and let's talk, okay, 
Let's talk. I want you to put down talking points and let's talk. So how have they not provided health care to the citizens of this state? If not funded the necessary programs to provide adequate health care to its citizens. There is absolutely no evidence to anything that you are saying. There is plenty of health care available to citizens of this state. When you want to when you want to purchase health care, you may purchase health care all day long in the state of Texas. That's not been stopped by anything Republicans or anybody else has done. Now your next point. Adequate points. And then the next point being that the immigration Thank you for allowing me an adequate point. Can somebody mark that down somewhere? All right, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead. Next. The immigration system, oh. if the federal, the federal uh, level will not do what is necessary mm-hmm. to ensure that we have judges and lawyers to look at the system, mm. expedite the system. Mm. It is upon the state to no, it's not. do that in whatever capacity it is necessary. It mm. is it's our stretch of the border. If we're going to properly no. protect it, we need to properly be sure that the system that allows for immigration to even exist is working as efficiently as possible so are you are you telling me you're order. blaming who are you blaming you blaming at first you're blaming republicans are you, are you blaming republicans I'm in texas or, republicans. you are for, for the fact that you just said the federal government has not adequately supplied judges to see these people down at the border you're blaming the republicans of texas it, for it that it's on the state to do what the federal government will not mm, do okay federal, and our state has failed to do that 10 times over in many different ways. So what what would you like the state to do, Evan? I'd like the state to, well, remove its current leaders, um, get leaders in there who will do what's necessary to fund the immigration judges. Specifically, specifically what do you mean by that? You're talking about putting in federal judges at a state level? Is that what you're talking about? If that's what is necessary, we mm. may not even need that. We can so Evan, you Evan. Here's the deal, man. You really don't understand how everything works. Okay, so as far as the border is concerned, that's a federal issue, and the courts have clearly decided that the border is a federal issue. Now, I would love to, and I said this last week. I would love for our governor to line up troops down there and defy the federal government and say, "Make me take those troops off." And he actually did that on Sunday when he lined up the DPS down there and now we also have guys on horseback down there that are doing that so i i think that the governor is is doing that to a certain degree but the federal government this is their purview this is their job and joe biden opened up the border i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna give you just a couple more seconds because i got a full phone bank here and you're taking up a lot of time so go ahead and make one more point uh changes in health care and the making the immigration system more efficient is not solely on the federal government it can be on the state if they do what is reasonable and logical not damaging the efforts already in well let's go ahead and do that then i i I tell you what i agree with you let's call the 10th amendment on this and let's tell the federal government to get out of all of these issues and let's have the states a republican would you like for us to have a republican form of government I'd like to have a democratic form of government, not a corrupt no, Republican. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about party. I'm talking about Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution of the United States of America. Have you read it? Yes. Have you? So what does it say? Yes. What does it say? I'm sorry? I would paraphrase it very poorly. Okay. Sure well, well, let, let me. No, I don't. I have it right here in my head. Let me paraphrase it for you. Let me. Let me give it to you. We are to have a Republican, a large R Republican form of government where the states run everything, and the federal government realizes that, and the federal government protects us from an invasion, which this at the southern border is an invasion, and the federal government is here to protect this country from an invasion. They are not doing that. They are importing these people on purpose great job with the talking points though i'll give you a point for that evan have a great day tj go ahead you're on trey i was there uh sunday at del rio with the border patrol and dps yes sir some very important information i want to get out and i'll give information on how to contact the local border patrol council representative in the del rio sector he desperately is looking for help for his people 
there's not just a food shortage. There's a lodging shortage. There's all kinds of shortages, and it's not just for the the refugees. There are people going down there and giving them food and doing whatever. Absolutely. Our Border Patrol people are really in a deficit morally and spiritually. They yes, feel like they're being abandoned. They are. So we did what they a have few been. people in my community put yeah. uh, some money together and some food. We went down there. We cooked. Uh, we were right outside the gate. I met with Ralu Ortiz, who's mm-hmm. the chief of Border Patrol, yep. and he says, this is what we need. We need somebody to show our people that we care. So I've got the information. So when I'm, when we're through, I'm going to pass that on okay. uh, to whoever you leave me with. But we need to show these people that we, the Texans and the citizens of this country, really appreciate everything Amen. they're doing because they are put in such a bad position. Well, and now, it's particularly those guys on those cutting horses yesterday are facing it from the federal government. You know, they're going to go, the federal government's going to go crazy on those folks because it's going to give them another another diversion from the, the real story there. And those guys, were, you know, uh, as Jen Saki said yesterday, it was horrific to watch that. Well, she doesn't know anything about a cutting horse and how to use a cutting horse. Those guys were not hitting anybody with whips. Uh, you know, they're using reins on their horses. But they're, they're going to face more of this kind of stuff from their own employer. So their own employer, meaning the government does not have their back. And you're right, TJ. What I'm going to do is put you on hold. Uh, Elaine is going to pick up and get that information, and we'll share that information, make people know, make sure people understand what they can do. And thank you. Uh, Chris, go ahead. You're on. Chris? Uh, There you are. Go ahead, Chris. There we go. I didn't hear the ding. (laughs) I was listening for the ding. Anyway, hey, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. Democrats are the perfect group of people to run the new slave society. Yeah, that's right. They are perfect. They are perfect in bringing in the slaves just like Rome did. And in the end times, which we were in, this is what is happening. And I'm perfectly happy having Joe Stupid Idiot Biden in charge being controlled because he doesn't know what, you know, one from the other. But the main part about it is the Democrat white progressives are perfect, just like you saw well, that $30,000. You're right. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, in all reality, they're perfect. They're perfect for running slavery. Yeah. They're the slave society. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Thank you, Chris. I, I appreciate it. i got to run. i got to get Eric in here before the break. Eric, quickly, go right ahead, sir. I'm going to be quick. This is for Evan. Evan. The federal government under Obamacare tried to make health care for all. In doing that, they made it too expensive to have health care for all, so employers put people at less than 30 hours a week. I had a son in Austin this week doing some work for a friend get his arm cut so bad he had to go to the hospital. They did not ask him for a dime. They sewed him up, gave him medicine, took his information, said, we will send you a bill. They took care of him. The other thing is when Trump saw this coronavirus coming, didn't he bring mercy ships and a thousand sure did. beds here in the Alamo Dome? Where are those beds and where are those ships today? Tell me about our Democrats. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I got, sir. Good job, Eric. Thank you. 210-599-5555. Shirts, funeral home. News, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I am quite appalled, um, you know, when it comes to our immigration policy for so many years, cruelty uh, has been very much embedded in it. Um, there is obviously systematic racism at play here. <laughs> yeah, Lana Omar sees systematic racism under every rock, man. That's it. And it's, you know, nobody ever believes her anymore because the way she has uh, acted in the system herself, game the system, scam the system. She's as corrupt as the day is long, man. Ilan Omar. Uh, that's a voice that I hadn't heard in a long time. So, 626 now at KTSA. Well, coming up, West Bunch at 650 with Tech Tuesday. Today's uh, talking about U.S. Treasuries and their plans to announce crypto sanctions to help mitigate ransomware attacks. That's going to be interesting because ransomware is a huge, huge issue. So, we're going to talk about that with West coming up. Uh, the 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is going on right now through October 15th. Just like last year when we bought all the food and delivered it to 10,000 needy folks in San Antonio. Because we can't go to the convention center right now, right? So what we're doing is we're just delivering it out to needy folks. So they have a hot, great hot meal for Thanksgiving. So we'd like to do that again this year, but we can't do it without you. There's no way. We don't have any other funding or anything like that. What we do is we ask you to do the very best that you can, and then we go, every bit of it buys the food. 
Okay, every bit of this buys the food. So whatever you give is going to go toward a turkey and the sweet potatoes and the green beans and the rolls and the tea and all the stuff we take out to the folks. So we got to have whatever you can do. I mean, it's a five bucks. Let me tell you what, that takes care of two people. But can you imagine what a hundred bucks would do or four hundred? Whatever you can do, whatever. And just go to KTSA.com, KTSA.com. It's presented by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, Wagner Hall at Custom Homes, Northport Toyota of San Antonio, and Conviva Care Centers. And by the way, can I get a round of applause for Ann Murdoch? Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Ann Murdoch, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ann, for giving to the cause for the Jimenez Thanksgiving Day celebration. I appreciate you very much, Ann. Thank you for giving. All right, guys, 628 Trey Ware, KTSA. Um, listen, I, I want you to do this. We're going to have a, one of the best weekends you've ever seen in your life is coming up this weekend. Temperatures are going to be just right. They're going to be in the 80s. Going to be lots of sunshine around this weekend, and the humidity is going to be low, low, low. And what that means is grilling outside. Do not be inside this weekend. Be outside grilling. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to get some of those prime meats from Primo Processing over in Hondo delivered to your doorstep right away, or you can go to the place in Hondo, pick it up for this weekend. They only carry high choice and prime T-bone, New York strip, fillets, and all the popular cuts. In fact, their brisket, bacon, cheeseburger, man, that is something. Your whole family going to love that. Made with brisket, bacon, their primo house seasoning, and cheddar cheese. They do dry sausage. They got jalapeno cheese summer sausage. They got primo sliced jerky, so much more. They have cooked and cured or fresh meats available to you. No cheap cuts at all and they have the strictest quality standards at primo processing you can go see them there over in hondo or why don't you just log on to their website right now today primo-processing.com primo-processing.com and order you some for this weekend primo does it right every time i promise you you're going to love the chow from primo put it on the grill this weekend and then let me know how you did on Monday, okay? Primo Dash 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Please, please tell me now. Ooh, get it, boys. One thing I miss about jocking in the 80s, man. Introing Duran Duran. Yeah. They always gave you the perfect, perfect yeah. intro music. You know, talking up to the post, right. talking up to the vocal, yeah. doing the whole thing, man. So good. So you know, good. It's funny because when they first came along, you know, guys didn't typically like the band because they, well, let's be honest, they were pretty. <laughs> They're five very pretty young men. Yeah, pretty from boys. England, right? And pretty so, boys. And, and, but for me, I was always like, yeah, but the production on these things uh-huh. is amazing. Well, you know, they're tailor made for Ray. Every song is tailor made to be played on the radio. Sure, and at that time, chicks dug pretty boys. So right. you know, if and wherever they were, the girls were going to be right. And so, therefore, I was too. Yes, so, of course, you know, right. I was into it. Didn't take a rocket scientist to figure I, that out. I just so. kind of liked the sound. The, uh, yeah, I the, thought the, the whole sound just was good. Yeah. You know, great song. Enjoyed it, man. Yeah, Everything. Me too. Pump it out, and I'm I'm there. I'm into it. By the way, speaking of uh, pretty boys, China is targeting what they call effeminate men. Well, actually, they're not calling it. This is from Bloomberg News today. They're not calling them effeminate men. They're calling them sissy men. Sissy men. Sissy men, yeah. So uh, they're telling them, because, you know, they control the media and everything over there. What was it, it Saturday Night Live? They called them little girly men? Yeah, girly men. Girly men. Girly yeah. boys. Yeah, right. So sissy men, and they're telling uh, the TV companies in China, do not let any more sissy men on. Uh, strictly control the selection of program actors and guests so that you're not portraying anybody as a sissy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start off the story talking about uh, a guy by the name of Elaine, A-L-A-N, who is in a low-cut midriff top, butt-hugging pants, bold red lipstick in China. And he said it's totally a rebellion against conservative culture. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, this can't be good for society, he said. He uh, only uses his English name because he doesn't want to disappear. Right. Right. Because he would be mm-hmm. disappeared over there in China. So get that guy listen to some Duran Duran, and he's in trouble right away in China. <laughs> Never get away with it. 
Well, it's kind of sad in a way, isn't it? It is sad. Yeah, oh, come on. Of course. If you want in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter what this guy is wearing on TV. Well, it shouldn't matter to the government. No, it shouldn't. Right? Not at all. But that's the issue we're talking about when you're talking about a state that controls everything. Mm-hmm. They get to make the rules. Right. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, for those who are marching that way here in America. They get to make the rules. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll decide whether or not you can wear red lipstick or not. And here's the thing. Once that type of system is in place, then the other side, which will go to the other extreme, will someday assume power. And therefore, well, it could be even worse for you. Once that type of system is in place... You only get rid of it one way, mm-hmm. and that's at the, the point of a gun. Right. So, and nobody wants that. Absolutely right. That's right. Jaime, good morning. You're on. Good morning. I got I got a couple of comments. Is the, all this craziness about the, what the DPS are doing at the border, you know where that would not happen? If they would have stayed in Haiti, that would have not happened. We need to follow the money. Who's funding this? Amen, brother. And Omar, whatever her name is, that's gracious space that we have she she's not saying nothing about the afghanistan women being heads cut off nope. she's not talking about racism over there that's not systematic mm-hmm. racism that's just the way they live over there there's nothing wrong with that but everything over here is systematic racism she hates it so much why is she here yep. why do we have people like that here exactly it's so bad in our country i mean stay in your country if you don't like it i understand I can understand what Haiti's trying, the people from Haiti, they're, they're just trying to make a better life for themselves, but they're being lied to of how it's going and everything, how to do it. Do it the right way. But go through the go through the, through the immigration process like all these other people right. have done and all that. But no, I mean, we know who's funding it. We all, nobody ever, he's like the, like the Harry Potter character. Nobody wants to say his name. It's Sorrow. He's the one funding all this, and he's trying to take over America. He hates America. He wants it to just disappear he wants it to be his little country and all that but it, it's a, it's it's waging like a war on us of trying to change us but it's not going to happen i mean we're going to fight back and all that thank you guys have a great show great job i mean you just did <laughs> you just did the show chris can we just put that on a loop and play that over and over again his call because that was it that's a whole radio show right there first of all as far as the horses and what's going on down there if you know anything about cutting horses we have used them on the border since 1924. We had a 20-year period from 59 to 79 when we were not using cutting horses down there. They're very effective because what they do is these migrants will bum rush the border, and we've got just a handful of people there, and, and they show up with you know hundreds, and we can't hold them back, but on a cutting horse we can. The guy's not hitting them with a whip, all right, Saki? You, you don't know what you're talking about, all right? He's using a rein on a cutting horse, going back and forth, telling that horse where he wants him. That's how it works on a cutting horse. He's telling that horse, I want you here, I want you there. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It, it is a signal he's sending to his horse. He's not trying to hit any, any of the guys in the water. If let, let me tell you something about them boys on the back of them horses. If they wanted to hit somebody with a whip, they could do it and take them out with a whip. Wow. <laughs> right around the ankle and yank them and pull them down in the water in a heartbeat, latch them onto the horn of the saddle and drag them how far you want to drag them. They could do it if they wanted to. That's not what they were attempting to do. They were running horses back and forth, keeping those people at bay as they were charging, invading the United States of America. Those guys on those horses are there to stop an invasion. So they're cutting those horses back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, keeping those guys at bay from invading your country. Like I said, Saki, if they wanted to use a whip on somebody or a lasso, they'd get them on the ankle, put the other end on that horn, and how far do you want me to drag you? I'll drag you to San Antonio from here. So I don't want to hear that. Oh, they're mistreating them. No, they weren't. No, it could have been a whole lot worse. And, and, and by the way, Jaime's got a point. If you don't want to be treated that way, don't rush into somebody else's country. Sign up. Go sign up. Don't invade somebody else's country. Or you might be on a business end of cutting a horse or a lasso or something. Stop. Quit it. Quit trying to run in here. That's the first thing. He went through so many great points in, in, his, uh, in his discussion there about where we are today and what they're doing. I, I totally concur with the Soros thing because, as I've said before, 
we're not bringing in people that are coming in to contribute and add something to the country. What they are doing, the communist cabal that's around Joe, who has the brain of Louis the Fourteenth, they are bringing in people to be dependents on the United States, not independent, not contributors. They're going to be dependents on the country, which is classic, classic Marxism. You have to lower the standards of society get a lot of people on welfare, and that way you have a dependence state that relies on the government. It's been a plan now since the 1960s in the Democrat Party. They've planned this all along. And then you've got those that get the talking points, like we had a caller earlier today who clearly reading from the talking points. That right there is the biggest issue that we face in America today is people who do not think for themselves. Whatever MSNBC tells them, whatever the Democrat Party puts out on their web pages that they're downloading and printing out and calling talk shows and reading, they don't think for themselves. And we need people who will think for themselves and continue the independent free spirit here in the United States. That's what we need in this country. And sadly, we're not raising people to think that way anymore. We're creating a whole bunch of people who will be dependents on the federal government, and they won't have a choice. It's called enslavement. It's called slavery. You are selling yourself into slavery to your own government, not to some guy who owns a plantation or a piece of property in South Texas. You're selling yourself and future generations into slavery into your own government. Your own government will own you. That's where we're headed with all this. That's, that is the end result. All right, quick break. Back in just a minute, we got uh, the Pledge of Allegiance coming up and your phone calls at 210-599-5555. South Texas Guns, what a great place. What a bunch of great guys at South Texas Guns to help you with any of your weapon needs. Highest quality firearms, the top name brands. Somebody asked me the other day, do they have Glock? Yep. Do they have Smith & Wesson? Yeah. Do they have Colt? Yep. Do they have Kimber? Yes. Do they have Browning? Yes. Of course they have Browning. Yeah. Do they have Moss Rock? Yes. What, what don't they have? I can't think of it. Well, they got AR-15s? Uh-huh. They got AR-15s. Everything you want, they've got it at South Texas Guns, whether it's for personal defense and you want to carry. Maybe it's for hunting, and, man, we're in bird season right now like crazy. You want to sit out there in the field and get you a couple? Or we got deer season right around the corner. You know it's going to be here before you know it, right? Yeah. And then, of course, collectibles, competition shooting, all that, too. And they have gunsmiths on staff and in the store. I just want you to trip on by and see the inventory and say hi to the guys. Tell them I said hello, too, okay? South Texas Guns, 281 at Brook Hollow near the HEB. Visible with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right, West Punch is joining us, the CEO over at Bridgehead IT, Bridgehead IT, and you can reach him at 210-477-7999. Okay, so Wes, how are you going to make this interesting? Crystal... Uh, let's see, crypto sanctions and U.S. Treasuries and ransomware. I'm already confused. <laughs> help, help. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Well, you know, as you've heard me mention before, we spend a lot of time helping companies that don't follow best practices recover from ransomware. Right. And this ranges from, you know, discovering what actually happens. You know, they come in and nothing's working and, we help them figure out, okay, you know, exactly what's going on uh, to the isolation and containment of the event, right? In other words, you know, okay, you've been hit by ransomware. How do we kick these bad guys out? And we, we get them out of their system. And then and then there's the evidence collection phase, right, because there's a lot of digital forensics that, that revolve around this process. And then the recovery phase of, you know, getting their systems back online, piecing it all back together, right? Um, you know, and then because a lot of these newer ransomwares don't just encrypt companies' data, they don't just bring you down, they also steal your data, yeah. and they threaten to post it out on what's called shaming sites. And in many cases, Texas privacy laws kick in, and you're required to report the event to the Texas AG and then follow this, you know, rather extensive breach notification process that's required by Texas law that's expensive. And the problem is, is that it's at this point that we're seeing a dramatic increase in the number of companies that are just saying, you know what, Wes, we just want to pay the ransom. 
we don't want to we don't want to fight this. We just want to pay the ransom and we want to keep our data off the shaming sites. And, you know, as you know, that further perpetuates the problem. Uh-huh. Right. It further legitimizes the business model in the minds of these ransomware gangs. We've got to we've got to not pay. But a lot of these companies feel like they don't have choice have a choice. And so these ransomware gangs, they demand payment in the form of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And, and they do that because it makes it like exceedingly impossible or close to impossible to track down where the payment's actually going. You know, these guys won't let you mail the check. You know, they won't, they won't meet you yeah. in a parking lot with a briefcase full of cash. So the so U.S. Treasury Department has stepped up and said, hey, you know, we, we plan to announce some sanctions against uh, this process, right, to help mitigate ransomware attacks. And, and they plan to impose these sanctions that actually ban cryptocurrencies to be used for ransomware payments as soon as this week. Uh, they, they plan to, you know, offer some, some really strict guidance to companies uh, in terms of the risk associated with ransomware payments. And then they're also talking about fines and penalties as well uh, for making these ransomware payments. So, so there's pros and cons to this. You know, we're, we're happy to see the government stepping in to help, uh, you know, especially as we're starting to see these threat actors target our critical infrastructure like the Colonial right. Pipeline, right. You know, hospitals and banks. Um, and, you know, we're also happy to see that they're aiming at specific targets. You know, they're not trying to ban cryptocurrencies in general. They're, right. they're trying to you know, ban the crypto wallets that receive the, the ransom payments sure. as well as all these digital asset trading platforms that, that basically that their goal is to conceal the corporates and uh, the culprits and kind of help elude authorities. Uh, yeah. you know, I think the problem with it, though, is is it, you know, it ultimately could penalize the victims still. It can. That's right. Wes, i got to jump yeah. and run. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Wes Bunch, Bridge.